right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Night City Council, and Council is in session. I am John John the Wise. I have with me none other than the honorary mayor himself, the mayor of Balancetown, James Hutt. How are you, James? Honorable mayor. The honorable. honorable. Very much the real mayor. Wait, is honorary not the same? Honorary means like you're there in place. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Honorable. Well, I don't know. I don't want to go too far and say honorable. I mean, you know. Thanks for having me, John. John, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) Yep, it's always a pleasure having you. Thank you so much, James. I look forward to this every month. As do I. Today we have a very fun DLC to talk about. It was released. It was released on Valentine's Day. The Friday after. The Friday after. Friday release schedule. Yeah. Which hey. It's all good. It's uh, it's one of the longest DLCs you guys have made, for sure. 15 pages. It is called Digital Dating in the Dark Future. By written, writing and designed by James and Jay Gray. Shout out to Jay Gray. Shout you, out to Jay. You guys also put layout, something... Layout yeah. by Jay Gray. Amazing. Layout, editing. Jay Gray, I mean, he's just like... Uh, he's like the golden nugget. You need him. Uh, Oh, we do, we do, we do every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and anyway. and he always rises to the occasion. Both things you do to do. Yeah. Loves need, the community. And then they rise. Yeah, you need and they rise. Got it. Got it. Got it. You put them in a dark place and they <laughs> rise. <laughs> you cover them with cellophane. And they rise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's great. Anyway, hope you guys are having a good time. Uh we have a we actually only have two questions in left in the list. We've gone through yeah. I'm gonna look at it exactly. Yeah. Sev- if, after we answer these two questions, it'll be seventy-four questions that we have answered in the Night City Council. Pretty close to a hundred. Mm. Which if you guys have more questions, make sure you go email me, John John the Wise at gmail.com in the subject, but question for James. And I'm more than happy to add it to the list. And for some of you that have messaged me, I've given some people have messaged me about questions that we've already answered and I've already I just go ahead and let them know like, hey, this was already answered. Here's the answer. Um so right for on. those people, thank you for sending your questions anyway. I really appreciate that kind of interaction. So just keep them coming if you have more. You know what I mean? So uh, let's get straight into it, James. Why don't we talk about the dating DLC? Give us an idea of what what you guys wanted to do with this thing. What was the idea behind it, the uh, inspiration? So um, I wanted to write a life path. Some days you just you get up in the morning and you think, it's a day to do a life path. Um, I was uh, sick and tired of everybody else getting to have fun doing the life path. And uh, so I resolved to do one myself. That's why we have this. Uh, then I was like, oh, it's going to be coming out in February. Hey, I think this might be cool. Um, and I sort of went with it. And what it turned into is a great way to put NPCs in your game and have your players choose to connect with them. Mm. Right? Um, there's two secret sauces here. The first secret sauce is this is an option that your players can roll. 
So they're choosing to do this, essentially. Um, so you already have immediate buy-in, right? Um, you know, uh, which is great. And then you get an NPC, you get a story, right? Um, and that helps you as a GM. It's almost like the, if you've ever GM'd for a player playing a media, you'll know how amazing that is as a GM just to have a media in because all of a sudden you get to push story beats in ways that aren't dead drops or this guy told me this thing. You get to get your players really involved in the narrative. Yeah, you have um, a perfect are, excuse to inject the plot of the story to your players because the media, that's their job, basically. Right. Here, this sort of lets anyone um, call for a new NPC. You know what I mean? Um, this lets them go, hey, uh, I want to do this thing. And then it's kind of organic. As a GM, should you ever say no to somebody who wants to roll this table? Of course you shouldn't. You're going to get a new toy out of it. Right? <laughs> or it's going to be fun and funny and light. And uh, I think that uh, that's, kind of, um, that's kind of interesting. It, it's just... Uh, um, it's a generator, and what goes into it is a small amount of time. You have fun turning the turning the lever, and what comes out of it are uh, tools for use as a game master. Um, for all those GMs out there, I recommend just telling people, "Hey, if you wanted to do this, here's how you could do this." Show it to them. You know, waft it in front of them a little bit. Maybe print it out, um, and then. Uh, Maybe in the next two weeks. Don't be surprised if you hear, I want to try that. Yeah, yeah, right, definitely. But those things that you kind of do have to introduce as, hey, this is okay. We can do this. Um, anyway, I, I think it's not going to break anything by a long shot. No, no and actually, I think, if anything, it will enhance the storytelling, the cooperative storytelling that goes on, uh, which is why I think it's such a cool tool. You've got, you guys have called it Date Path instead of life path which is nice and clever i like it that's kind of stuff we like to see and you basically just yeah, like you roll on a change a word with another word yeah that's it five seconds of my time I, you... edge runner life path Thanks. date path you know i love it it's it's simple and it's and it works it just works well, well life runners it's time to run on the date <laughs> life runners lifesavers life all right so the thing that I like about this, this date path thing, is you can use it for many different scenarios. I've already, like, three have popped up in my mind. Number one, during the life path scenario, let's say you do the romantic uh, section. You have somebody that you had a romance with. Well, why don't we find out what the last date you guys were on was like? You roll this thing, see how it's like, and then at the end, spoiler alert, but there's a part where you choo you roll to see if the date went well. Well, you guys can just choose for it to have gone poorly as part of your life path. You know what I mean? That's one way. Another way, you guys are playing, you meet some you one of your players meets somebody, you guys don't really want to role play the awkward first date, but you wanna, you know, say, Hey, I wanna take this person out on a date. All right, the next time we have downtime. You're, we're going to do one of these data, date paths as part of your down, downtime activities that everybody does and makes, uh, what is it called? Uh, doing work 
I forgot what we called it in the book. I, I believe it's um, as hustle. You can hustle. Get it wouldn't take as long as hustle. Hustle is for weeks. Yeah, a hustle is not- for a week. So one of the days of the week. Yeah, but- yeah, definitely. So you choose the, the one of the weeks and you go like, hey, we I went out on a date, basically. You, it's not this. This is not saying that it takes a whole hustle week from you if you want to do this thing. It's a yeah. I wouldn't do that, right? It's no. uh, um, I mean, as a player, you're not gonna get anything. You might get something out of it, mm-hmm. like in terms of story power, but you're never gonna get like a new gun or whatever. They might give you a gift, but it'd be like twenty bucks or something, like with a buy you dinner. In fact, you might even spend a little. Um, yeah, if this is this isn't really designed to like min max your character, it's more on the other side of the spectrum. What I, what I mean to say is it will min max your enjoyment. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so once we go through this, because obviously we got some dice, you know, oh, yeah. we, we love yeah. rolling on dice. Uh, we're gonna roll some stuff. Let's go on a date. All right. So the way this thing is worked out is. It, right. You make a match. You go on a date, then I'll go on a date. Okay, I'm gonna go on a date with my character uh, Terminus. He's a net runner, and we're gonna find out what kind of date he went on. He's an eccentric guy, and the way it works to me, it looks like it, it's kind of like a dating app, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you make a match, and then the first uh, on page three, you roll one d100 twice. Okay, so we got four. We got nine forty nine. All right, hunt. This is uh, the two keywords that your match used to describe themselves in their profile. And so, this, this, this is, by the way, this this dating app is kind of an interesting new thing for lore reasons. Um, it's Ziggurat's dating app, and um, it's boiled down all this dumb uh, profile stuff. Now you just get to put in keywords about yourself. They see a picture. And uh, that's that's basically it. Uh, I like that. So it's like it's just straight data. It's just the yeah. numbers. In fact, uh, the algorithm does most of the selecting for you because uh, Ziggurat takes in your um, search history into ah. account when they choose people. They know what you're into. They know that you've been searching for cheap ammunition near me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. All right. So I rolled 49. That's independent. Second number is 72, which is optimistic. Independent and optimistic. That's pretty good. Two qualities to have. You know, life is good. I'm on my own, but I can do it. What about you, you James? Oh, okay. Well, you give yours a first name first, then I'll roll mine. Uh, oh, I have to give them a first name? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh uh wally tableton <laughs> wally wally tableton wally, yeah. Table- wally tableton i took him out Good. on a nice little date all right all right uh i got 26 and 72 all right 26 is drinking <laughs> and 72 also optimistic optimistic also likes to drink. I like how this is going. Uh, this is um, Maribel, which is mm. going to go with Maribel. Maribel. All right. She's like Madonna. She's only got one name. Well, so. actually, doesn't have last names. So, oh, all you know, 
the first name. That's right. That's right. We got handles. This is the dark future. So basically, you're going to have the most fun. I don't know what's going on with my date. I just know they're independent and optimistic, but you know yours likes to have a good time. So let's see what happens. Where is your date? Roll evens or odds, then 1d10 to find your date's location. All right. Uh, evens. I got odds. Okay, odds. Um, and then you roll 1d10, right? Mm-hmm. So I got even and I got six. So mine is Haywood Industrial Zone. I have odd 10. And yours is Pacifica Playground. Oh, boy. Is that like a legitimate playground? (laughs) No, the Pacifica Playground. You know where that is. That's the amusement park that turns into Pacifica. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. I know that so uh, well. By the way, links. The, it says go to page blah 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 you click on it it takes you to the page how cool is that yeah. like the whole thing because it's a it's it's literally the whole thing is a 15 page life path oh that's so cool all right let's go to the haywood industrial zone click in there uh and i will roll 1d6 your date might have a connection to Giraffa. roll 1d6 it's a one they want to show you their latest piece of urban art Okay, urban art. So they're artistic, they're independent, they're optimistic. So far, eccentric enough that that Terminus would probably like this person a little bit, but still hard to tell if they're they're lame. Fair enough, fair enough. It could be bad. Yeah, exactly. Pacifica Uh, Playground, uh, where are we? Oh, here we go. Roll me 1d6. That would be a six. All right. Hot tonight. Ten. I know. And uh, you're going drag racing down the pier, down by the pier. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's fun. That's interesting because one of my uh, campaigns began. One of the stories began where there was a drag race happening at the pier. It's like that parallel thinking kind of thing going on. I love that. All right. Do at the pier. That's it. You're drinking at the pier, at the pier. You're drag racing. Always a great combination in cyberpunk. Not a great combination in real life. Um. So let's see. How does your date go? The time has come for your date, but it will be a good one. Will it be a good one or a weird one? Roll one d ten. All right. I got a ten. You've been ghosted. They don't show up, and never. You never learn why. Oh, Terminus wouldn't let this happen to them. I got a four. You got a four. You have a good date, all right? So my date is over. I got go. I didn't have a date, dude. We'll, try- we'll, we'll we'll roll you another date after this. No, all right. I'm <laughs> off. I'm off dating apps. Okay. People want to see this. I'm off, gotta- da- <laughs> I'm off dating apps. All right, that's it. It's not for me. All right, love is not for me. It's not happening. I just got ghosted in the Haywood Industrial Zone by some lame g- Wally <laughs> Tableton who thinks he's an artist, and he just left me out ghosted me dude this art come see this art they never show up you got so you can get ghosted several times in the life path (laughs) get ghosted at the end where they like yeah i'd love to go on another date and you never hear also get ghosted um right as you did um and then i think there are some other there's some other stuff twiggled in there but yeah it's fun It, it doesn't always end well that's so funny all right well let's you know you had a good date at least so let's make sure that your date went well 
Uh, good date beginning. Why don't you roll me one d six? I love the weird date. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I wanted to have bad dates, but then I realized it's much more cool to have weird dates. I got weird. a four. All right, four again. You immediately discover something you have in common. Is it the drinking? <laughs> drinking. What happens in the middle? Roll me another one d six. I think Jericho very much likes to drink. Okay. Um, in the middle, we got a D6. I got a five. You, they surprise you with 20 eddies. Remember when you said, <laughs> you literally said they might give you 20 bucks. They gave you 20 bucks. A it's gift. Something worth, bucks, something worth yeah, 20 bucks. A gift of the GM's choosing that's worth 20 bucks. 20 eddies. But they give me GM's choosing. Uh, a bag of synth coke. Excellent. There you Dave, go. Great. Uh, how about the um, synth coke's twenty bucks, right? I think it is. That's why I picked it. Fair enough. I'm pretty I sure it is. Trying to remember, but I can't remember if it's fifty or a hundred. It could be a hundred. It's fine. It's, I it's, can't it's bad synth coke. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um. End of the date, right? Yeah, end of the date. Let's see what happens. I can't believe I got ghosted. I'm still not over it. Five? Five. All right. You learn about one of their great talents, GM's choice. They have a base 16 in the appropriate skill. Dude, uh, well, you guys went to a drag race show. I think Maribel, maybe she drives. Drive 16. That's dope. Right? Um, sounds good. Maybe a nomad. Yeah, maybe a nope. nomad. So the cool part is at this point, it's like, oh, what, uh, what is this person? You know, how can I use this character? This is a real, this Maribel, we just rolled them up, kind of. It's a date between me and this NPC, but really all it is is learning about the NPC and going, would I be interested in that? Because one important thing, whenever you're going on, um, whenever you're doing anything romantic really uh, on the table is one, keep it classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, uh, it's really, you never want to, as a GM, prescribe how a player's character feels about a situation. Uh, you can tell them, hey, here's what, here's something, and then they get to have a reaction to it, and that deepens their role play. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Uh, this is actually crazy, because Maribel sounds like such a good time. <laughs> That's wife material, dude. <laughs> Drinking, drag racing. Oh, no, we, we know what happened at the beginning, middle, and the end of the date, but we don't know how it ends up. Exactly. So let's not keep them in suspense. You're What's right. The we, we're at the end. This is the post-date review. Do they say they want another date? Roll evens or odds? If evens, they say they want. If odds, they're just not that into you. All right. And if you get evens, you get go to aftermath, which is cool. Five. I got odds. You got odds. They're just not into you and beg off. Either start over with a new date or stop dating for a while. Oh, man. The DLC tells you to stop dating for a while. You just couldn't keep up with Maribel, dude. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. You just couldn't keep up. She was just too cool for you. She was obviously way too cool. No, I've been on that. (laughs) That it hit hit too close to home? Some people hearing that will be like, oh, man, I... I know how that feels. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. 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 You know, look, we all have our strengths. 
uh, drinking and drag racing might not be our strengths. <laughs> for, the, for the cocoa, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but if let's say you had rolled evens, let's just you know let's all like talk about no. how, what it could have been with Mirabel. We're moving on. All right, fine. You know what? I I respect that. But let's say if you guys didn't, you would go to an aftermath. You roll one d10. And on a one to an eight, you haven't been ghosted, and they'll contact you again. Go to the start of a new romance? Question mark. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's the part where this—that's the job of this calculator—is now done, mm-hmm. because Arabelle should now exist in the mind of the GM. Uh, you saw it happen live. Um, John John was like, "Oh, this person sounds great. I wonder all these other stuff they're gonna do." Ghosted. Uh, yeah, but the fun part is if you get ghosted here, there's no reason they can't show up again something else. You it's know? True. You can run into people you went on a date with that one time. This mm. could be kind of the way of, okay, I know one of you has a rocker boy in their party that is doing stuff, and they never meet anybody that would like, you know, uh, NP, like their carousing character, right? They should have more characters they have gone on dates with, but then didn't move forward with. Mm -hmm. This is a perfectly great way to allow that story to occur without, you know, a hefty fade to black. Yeah. And Vampire the Masquerade-esque content. It's also great because uh, you don't have to think about anything. All the ideas are here. You just roll some dice and it'll give you enough inspiration like it did just now. I mean, we pick. I, I saw the whole thing. Me going to the Haywood Industrial Zone, looking at my agent, and it's like it's five minutes past, ten minutes past, ghosted. Yeah, it's. Uh, this is this is one of those things where uh, this is the reason we love Life Path, right? Um, it's a flowchart for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nerdiest sentence in <laughs> the history of for fun. all <laughs> date. This dating DLC is a flowchart of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh gee I golly willikers next time gee <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah uh there's a toyetic quality to oh. all of this you can just you don't have to play this in on your table you can just go get this dlc for for, for they're free right Oh, yeah, that's right. Let me check the price. Let me go to the website, check my cart. Uh, There's nothing in it. So, yep, it was free. Yeah, totally free. Yeah, completely free. Every DLC we've ever done for almost a year now, right? Mm -hmm. Two years? Free DLCs. Free DLCs. All on the website. You can get it all for free. What a concept. Uh, That they're not going to pay anything. (laughs) That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. No. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just such a great deal. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I think what you were trying to say is now that this character exists in the world, it's a great way for the game master to have inspiration on how they can engage your character, because that's what that's what you always want, right? You want some way to connect to the players at your table. You want to throw something at them that will get them engaged. You know, maybe they don't go like dive both feet in or, you know, whatever, but it's something to pique their interest. 
it's a it's the the grand fantasy of being a game master is that you'll say something so brilliant that somebody at the table will smile and essentially that one of your students will raise their hand in class mm-hmm. you know what i mean and ask you a question um you always want to throw something out that causes them to throw something out that causes somebody else to throw something out until you have this great avalanche chain reaction of fun um and uh, this is this is a way of uh, creating those hooks that aren't like, oh, I have to really come up with what this person would want. This is a way you can just lift out. Maybe you want to do this. And there is a type of social character that really wants to do this. And if you tell your players, hey, this is on the table, you can do this whenever you want. Um, then uh, I wouldn't so much worry about them abusing it because what they're abusing is uh, secretly something for you. Not <laughs> yeah, no, this 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 DLC is but it's also healthy for them. It's like a it's like macaroni and cheese with a serving of vegetables in every uh, <laughs> uh to balance it out in every bowl, of course. Yeah. Broccoli and mac and cheese is is fire, dude. It is. It is. Uh yeah. they also have that mac and cheese that has the um, little beta carotene in it. That okay. one's not Okay, I had no idea about this. The more you learn, what's that? Improve your perception score. Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> oh man, a perception plus one from mac and cheese. That's like the most video gamey thing. Spot weakness. I love it. This mac and cheese makes me. <laughs> the, weak, the weakness is the mac and cheese is too creamy. It's uh, where are we? Where are where, we? Where yeah. are you going with this, Jay? <laughs> answer some questions sometime yeah we're gonna answer some questions but if you guys want to check out this dlc as i said um it's a great way to make characters to connect your characters to people in their life path you can use this in downtime and it's just fun it's fun to do especially if you have some kind of like eccentric character that's dating people left and right you don't have to per se role play all the all the dates and stuff you just roll on something like this we all kumbaya, laugh, and craft the story together, basically. Yeah, and roll it on, roll it on the table with everybody else nearby. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they enjoy watching you net run, they'll enjoy this a lot more. Yeah, for sure. This is a <laughs> way better than watching someone net run. I, I mean, this is this is good shit. Yeah, especially when you get ghosted, then everyone can just make fun of you. I don't don't make fun of John John in the comments, okay? We both, in a way, his was his was a lot uh, nicer. I get to have a great time, and I got to deal with this aftermath emotion. Yeah, but she's not ghosting you. She's just like, hey, I'm not into you. We can be friends. No, At least you can be friends. We were gonna have a life together, man. Uh, that's what you thought, but she was like, you're not. You can't keep up with me. Drives too fast. <laughs> she's like, come on, man. You're not even into drag racing and drinking like I am. I think it's something I did wrong, personally. You probably. You blew it. I mean, we weren't there, but you blew it. Uh, I probably did. (laughs) Anyway. um... All right, let's answer some questions. Uh, And by some questions, uh, we got two questions, and we have completed all of the questions for Night City Council. So this is from JKL. I don't know what that stands for, but it is from JKL. My PCs have purchased a portable net architecture, backpack size, and a demon. They're planning on using it to control a 
a ground drone they stole from a corp. What is the range of the drone from the backpack net architecture? Um, so drone ranges uh, are not stated in the book. Is it in the the what's it called interface? Interface? Yeah. No, he's asking the range of the physical drone. The range that the drone can go away from the portable netic arc. Yeah, I'm asking because of the... Didn't you guys add it to this DLC, or is it a different one? I don't believe we, we have stated ranges on almost every drone in the core book. Gotcha. The reason is because they're not... They're designed to patrol an area. What you'll find very quickly... Um, a venerable GM who asked this question... Um, is that you want that range to be within reason, the phrase within reason. Uh, obviously, if they're starting to tell the drone to go into buildings and do the whole building by itself, one, the drone will not survive that process. Mm. I see it. Um, two, they'll probably want to go in with the drone to make sure it does survive the process. Or three, they want to use it to scout, in which case... Scout the general area, don't let it go far. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, content that does not directly involve a player character is less interesting to them. This is why people don't like netrunning at their table. Sometimes, personally, I love netrunning. And the more you understand the rules of cyberpunk, the more you'll enjoy netrunning. Um, the, also, the faster you get, enjoy netrunning. Um, both of those go actually hand in hand. The faster you're not running, the more you're enjoying it, likely. I've uh, noticed that players like net running at the table because they want to know what's on that next floor, what's what's next. You know, that it intrigues them as well. Yes, that was that was one of the hardest parts with designing the net running system is how do I make this actually um moment to moment gameplay fun? Mm -hmm. And uh, I went for let's roll dice a lot, unopposed a lot. Yeah. Uh, that creates a lot of dynamic decision making um uh right. if i may offer uh some ideas this is from the interface red volume one it, it has there is a dlc in there that is exclusive to the interface mag uh, magazine or booklet it's not even a magazine anymore but uh the, there's a whole section about drones called all about drones mm -hmm. and in this section the stats of these drones are written under the data section. Some of them are listed as six move, eight move, one move, and this is their move stat. So as we all know, one move equals two meters of distance. If you're on a grid. Exactly. Or one square if you're on a grid. So if, it's, uh, if they have a six move, that's a 12 meter movement. Now that doesn't say specifically that that is their maximum range, but... It, it, maybe it can give you a educated guess on how far they can go. You know, maybe three times their move is their range, maximum range, something like that. I, I, I will say that it's designed as a narrative contrivance um, for the reason that um, as a GM, you should be able to say it's at the edge of its range to just curtail that line of inquiry. I know what you want is a hard and fast number, but here, hear me on this. Here, a hard and fast number is not the best option. Yeah, um, I agree. Drone, if a hard and fast number is coming in a future 
book that's black and has chrome on it. Mm, I wonder what that means. <laughs> but definitely, I agree with you, James, on this, because really, what is the drone serving? If your player's like, hey, I want to use this drone to scout an area, then let them scout the area. You know what I mean? Then let it does it. It does it. It does that. Uh, you know, you still have to roll perception checks to see what's on the screen to see if you notice stuff. And then you also have to be careful that the enemies don't spot the drone, you know. So the range and stuff like that, you can use kind of common sense. There'll be like an indicator that'll say, hey, you're getting to the max range. If you want to go further than this, you run the risk of the drone falling out of the sky. And added to this, if they're controlling it via demon, uh, the demon is only going to be able to answer to very specific lines of questions lines of action yeah if they're controlling it physically i'd give it a little bit more leeway of what to do like jump over there then do this other thing if it's controlled by a demon you can say what's your input scout yeah scout the and then it it you know it's it's, it's um its head goes you know patrol you know, patrol yeah. boom go over there patrol or you might say hover hover and record record movement look for movement you know, stuff like that. If you have a thermal camera on it, you just have it hover over a building or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's the possibilities there are endless. Um, so definitely, I would say, and I think James says the same thing, use your own common sense for something like that or your own discretion. All right. Uh, last question. This is from Lomiz, one of the awesome creators and coders and testers of the Foundry VTT Cyberpunk Red system. So shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Is Cybertech skill the only skill that can be used to quick fix or treatment for section of the body that is replaced with cyberware? Or it is, is it an additional option for first aid, paramedic, surgery, and you can always use any of them? It's, it's an additional option. Um... So, uh, cyberware is, um, is if you have training in surgery, you have training doing surgery on people with cybernetics. Um, at this point it's taught in the medical school. Uh, so you can, um, you have the opportunity, however, to use, um, I believe you can use cybertech instead of some of these skills in certain circumstances when it to fix a broken cyber arm that happens to be on me on my person. Mm -hmm. Still the same thing. Um, the reason being there is that, you know, sort of medical technique, medical technology and technology have a overlap and uh, techs and med techs used to be, I mean, they both have the word tech in there. Exactly. Uh, med techs in 2020 were just an offshoot of techs. Yeah. The idea uh, was that they just were really proficient in using the type of technology that the future had for like first aid and medical stuff. Yep. And uh, so there are overlaps of what techs and med techs do in some areas. And that is by design. Yeah. Cool. All right. There you go. Part, it is the an addition to. It's not a must. It's an addition to. Yeah, there's been a lot of instances in my own home games where uh, more than one skill can be used for a certain situation. 
like one of the most common ones that I say is either roll streetwise or local expert, whichever you want to choose. Because either way, you're going to find a piece of in, the piece of information. It's just how do you find it? Do you find it through the street, or do you find it through just knowing your area? Yeah, they're different. They're different ideas in terms. One's a knowledge skill, and one's more of like a. Um, Streetwise is a um, is more of a perception skill for situations going sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, like I call it for Streetwise when there's when you've done something that angered a gang, for example, and someone's just gone off to tell, "Hey, these people are here. You should go deal with this. This is your turf, man." Um, nice. The um, the streetwise check is, did you notice the guy run off with a phone in his hand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I've used it where, like, my group got ambushed, they killed everybody, and then when they're looking over the bodies to see who the hell are these people, they see insignias and symbols on their, you know, uniform. You know, streetwise or local experts to see if you know anything about this or, you know, their gear or how they act. Maybe it'll give you some kind of story. For sure, for yeah. sure. I, I would say uh, it's all it's all valid as long as it uh, produces the game states that you want to produce in your game. You know what I yeah. mean? As long as the players are having fun and the game is proceeding as planned, planned. Yeah. Uh, the game is the game is proceeding at a steady clip and everyone's enjoying themselves. I'd say that's your time to try something new, right? Well, um, how about this idea? Going well. You know, and uh, you've issues with like people not really being into it. That's mm. when you get to the basics and you you play by the book more. The more fun your players are having, the more room you have for improvisation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the fun should be directing the the every time your characters are laughing and having a good time. You that means you're hitting the right note. So just keep playing that note. You know what I mean. <laughs> Until that note doesn't work anymore, then you can move on to some other stuff. Uh, what about this? Uh, sometimes when I offer multiple skills for something, like let's say in this example using cyberware, paramedic, surgery, each one of them has a different difficulty value, a different DV in my mind. One of them would, if you know this skill, it's a lower difficulty value. Uh, I'm just supposing, let's say. And no, then the that's a smart way to think about it because there are some skills that would be just perfect for this scenario. Um, and um, there are other skills that could have a benefit. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll come down on it like, no, you got to use this skill for it. But if you use another skill, you get a plus one. Mm-hmm. Complementary skill. All of this to say, we're talking about the, the thing with the GM tells you the skill that you have to roll. Um, my favorite thing to hear in response is, well, I want to go do something else mm-hmm. in the immediate scene, right? Uh, with a different skill because they've, um, you've, you've tricked them. You've mm-hmm. completely bamboozled the player at that point. Um, it's your win, uh, game, set, match. The player has decided to, A, use one of their skills to infect, to infect, ugh, to interact with the environment. Um, two, uh, they've taken the reins of play, which is always something you're dangling in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three, wow, now they're who thought of that idea, huh? Yeah, 
Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, anytime, anytime they want to do anything like that, immediately jump on it. You yeah. know what I mean? And the more you reward that by rewarding it with your energy and effort and being like, oh, that sounds great. Let's go forward with that. So you, you, so these people are coming and you're trying to hybrid, but there's, there's a door nearby and you want to pick it open. That sounds great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then all you're thinking about is, oh man, what do I put behind that door? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta worry about that. Um, I don't know. I, these are all hypotheticals, of course, but I yeah. guarantee it will happen if you keep an eye out for this type of thing. Um, you'll have certain players that act like this. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, uh, and they, of course, they're a godsend. They, they might also, you know, what is the dream? They're also playing a media and uh, they use the dating DLC this morning. Sounds <laughs> 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 great. Sounds great. Yeah. I've always found that players they just want to feel useful you know what i mean when a situation comes up and they're trying to figure out a solution the first thing they do is look at their skills to try to give them a clue on how to solve the situation or the obstacle that's in front of them so i would i always try to see where they're coming from when they offer something you know like hey can i use bureaucracy here i always go okay where where are they trying to come from how can i make make this work so there's um and if you if you don't get the where they're going with this um i my back pocket is okay what do you do yeah boom yeah how how does it look what do you do yeah i definitely i've asked that a bunch well, of times we'll drain them if you keep if you do it to the same player twice in a row they're like oh, i'm not a gm uh, <laughs> and then, Uh, but you could do it once yeah um uh so that was the question that was the Uh, question we're pretty much done um but how about we do something special or something surprise like that i didn't even talk to you about okay i'm ready for surprises i think people would enjoy this Uh, why don't we talk about like our last game that we played um how it went it doesn't have to be cyberpunk any kind of tabletop rpg game Anything that surprised you? What was the last tabletop RPG game that you played? And don't uh, tell me it was that the last time you were at the convention, because that'll make me sad. No, 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 no. I, I play weekly multiple times. Okay, good. Thank God. Games. <laughs> so yeah. t- tell me about your last session. What were you playing? What were you, how did it go? Um, I was playing some D&D, uh, and uh, I, they were on a snowy mountaintop. Um, they've been given this, uh, this, uh, this job. Um, I'm doing a D and D thing where I do like three sessions and then that's the end of that story. And we'll do new characters, three sessions, beginning, middle and end, but not one, like three shots, three shots. It's been, it's been really good for the newer players I have. Um, one thing I love doing is playing with brand new players. Love it. Um, because I got a bunch of market research out of it. It's it's great for nerdy reasons. They're also great. No, they're fun. the best. They're the best. They're the best kind of players because they have no preconceived notion on what they're supposed to do. So they always surprise you with something creative and fun that you never in a million years would have thought of. You wouldn't believe the standard that these new players hold me to. They they think that <laughs> they think that I'm like a normal GM, 
And like, they're like, what do you mean? There's no custom stat blocks this week? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't written three new magic items this week? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, man? (laughs) A basic bugbear? No. um, (laughs) That's funny. No, no, no. I I love it. I love it. But uh, they're they're trying to annihilate all of this cult. Um, They live on a snowy mountaintop. They've got like the cliffside uh, octagonal temple thing going on. Um, And um, they're poachers. They're poaching a nearby valley of dragons. Um, You're not allowed to poach female dragons and baby dragons. um, Because uh, for the same reason, you aren't allowed to do that to deer. They're in danger. Um, Or it's not not in season. Uh, Not in season, right? And um, because, you know, the, the nation or whatever is trying to conserve the dragon scale resources because it's a strategic resource, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Armor, stuff like that. Um, and they go there and one of them gets trapped in a snowstorm, a.k.a. didn't show up last week. Um, <laughs> nice. This one, uh, the, the others get there and they just start uh, wrecking, rampaging and whatnot. And they cast friends on one of them and uh, they, they make casual conversation and say, yeah, the hunting party are best guys. They all, um, they're all out doing poaching right now. They're all out trying to poach this, this dragon, right? Oh. So, so they kill basically all of the like initiates and low ranking people and the high priest. <laughs> right. And they're like, our job is to annihilate all of them. And they're four best members the hunting party are coming back so now it's a reverse situation they were they sieged a place and then they're like oh these people are coming back here oh no people how do we use their traps that attacked us on the way in to defend ourselves on the way back um ah that's smart i like that and they they basically did that right they utilized the traps and and it went well Yes, it, it did. It went well. Um, I had to, I do the thing where you're running out of time. It's the last day. We're not going to another week. How do I speed this up? Mm. Um, and uh, introducing like people throwing high level magic, certain kinds of high level magic is a great way to speed up the end of the campaign. Ooh. Uh, but uh, that was that was what I did. Nice. I like that idea. That's cool. Yeah. Got to put like um, I did one thing where I had like a bottle um, that had a hole in it, like it was made in a hole with a hole in the middle, and then they attached a chain through that hole, like a potion on the wall, like breaking case of fire type thing. <laughs> that's and great. A potion of giants. I like that part. That, that was that, that's that was nice. Touch. Anyway, cool. what did you do? Awesome. That's fun, man. I love the idea of doing a three shot because you can actually progress and do something, and you feel like. You're not rushed for just one session. So I like that idea. Uh, for me, we uh, my Patreon group is back. We're in full swing. The For those of you that don't remember, uh, one of our players passed away. And so it was kind of hard for us to like get back. We had a good talk with each other and figured out where these characters were. So then the pressure was on me to basically run a session that will get us back into it and i i thought to myself i thought to myself you know what man let me just get back to the basics of what makes cyberpunk fun 
And the session started with like they're in a bar, they're about to get into a bar fight and do a drinking competition or or something crazy like that. It's fun, everyone's laughing. And then I wanted to make sure that my players get straight into a new story and just get just dive into it. You know what I mean? So I thought, what else but to have one of my players' uh, estranged father just appear right there in front of him? Uh, oh. He's being he's being uh, dragged away in cuffs next to these other guys that look like hardcore solos. Um, or sorry, no, no, that's not what happened. He's he's just being dragged away in cuffs, right? So my player s- sees this. He sees his own dad. And the and I'm thinking to myself, all right, they'll go. This was my plan. They they see the dad. They go to the cops and they say, hey, we want to, you know, that's my dad. I want to go talk to him. And they say, okay, you can come by. And visitation hours is in like 30 minutes. Come by in 30 minutes. Have a chat with him if you want. But he's like, no, I want to see him right now. And I'm like, okay, I didn't account for this. And uh, long story short, he punches that cop in the face. Uh, other cops come and tackle him and then another one of the players comes and tries to help him he gets punched in the face too more cops come and these guys are actually they're in a nomad group uh they're they're in a nomad encampment and those cops are part of that nomad encampment they're like lawmen of the area and Ah. and they see them as like legends these guys you know they've done so much for the the nomad group so they're like dude what the hell are you guys doing you know but they have to like tackle him and, and cuff him because they're attacking cops, you know? So they get thrown in jail with the dad. And I'm like, all right, I got to pause on you guys and go to these other guys. They go, you just witnessed your buddies get arrested because <laughs> they try to brawl with some cops. And then they go, okay, well, now we got to get him out of jail. <laughs> so now it's like a complete cluster F as they're trying to... I thought they were just going to go and talk to the guy and try to figure out why he was arrested. But now it's like a whole ordeal of like, you're in jail. You got to explain yourself, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Anyway, they go and they visit the players and the dad in the jail. The dad's like, I'm a part of a secret corporate group. I do. I help them do research and development with this other doctor that they're actually been looking for this entire time. He, he dro- name drops that doctor too. And he says, I was taken out into the forest with a bunch of solos. They were about to kill me. And uh, the security and escorts of this nomad group were happened to be patrolling that area. They killed those guys and arrested me because they just didn't know who I was. And decided, Let, let's take him to, to jail to try to figure out what the hell's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So you save yourself, John John. Exactly, exactly. So... So basically, the that happens, and then while they're having this conversation, a group of MaxTac cops pull in and come inside, and they go, "Okay, you guys got to leave. We got to take take the prisoner." And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, "Why are there? Why isn't Max. it just? Yeah, why why is MaxTac coming to take a prisoner? You know what I mean? They're suspicious, and something happens where the players are like, "No, no, we're not letting this guy take. We're not letting him take it." So boom, fight breaks out have an amazing fight in the jail cell. And my idea was more reinforcements were going to come in, so they got to find a way out of here. But one of my players is... is Yeah, exactly. 
one of my players is a genius because he's actually part of a booster gang that lives in that area. And he said, I'm going to hit up my gang and let them know, like, we need backup. And that causes a, a another cluster F as there's like a war going on outside of his booster gang shooting into the police station. The players are in a crazy battle that we had to like end it. And then the next time we came back, the next session, they picked up in that battle. Like that's how long the battle was, right? Uh, was it good? Oh, it was good. The The solo <laughs> did solo stuff. He like, he shot someone in the head, killed him on with one shot. Nice. Yeah. And there, everyone was like, oh, thank God we have a solo again. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was good. They did all that. And uh, long story short, they basically just got exiled from the nomad camp um which is crazy because they were legends and then all of a sudden the police chief is like the best i can do without putting you guys in prison is to just exile you right now until we figure out what the hell just happened and that's where we left off basically interesting thoughts comments i like it it was um it's it's cool. Uh, I can tell you rolled with the punches pretty early on and um, stuck to... Uh, I think you stuck to your guns about the um, taking back to basics type thing. Um, you went to the life path. That's the uh, that's the place you go when you take it back to basics as a cyberpunk G- uh, GM. And um, I like it. I like it. It sounds like you had a great time. Oh, such a good time, man. It was it was one of the best sessions we've ever had. Uh it's it just and because it was so good, it felt even better because we were so sad before, not that long ago, that we we needed something like this to get us back in the groove. I mean, and it was, it was just good, man. All around good. Well. Yeah. Rock on. Rock on. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh maybe next time we'll do more of that. If you guys like it, let us know in the comments. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, we need some questions. Yeah, we need some questions. John John Wise at gmail.com. We will, we will answer questions about anything related to Cyberpunk yeah. rules, uh, GMing the game. It doesn't have to be like, is this rule this way? It's like, hey, my players are having a hard time doing this with my players, right? Uh, we can we can provide GM uh, GM aid as well as rules clarifications. Dude, that's honestly the most fun. For a long time, and we love open ended questions or exploratory questions too. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll- yeah. So bring them on, bring them on. We want to hear about direct rules clarifications because they might be familiar with the system by now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think we all know how to play Cyberpunk now. But uh, yeah. open it, open it up. I'm ready to answer anything. Yeah, With John John's help. Anything, anything can be done. All right, guys, uh, stay tuned for some stuff coming up in the future with James. He's going to be doing some fun stuff uh, that we'll obviously talk about when the time comes. I got fun stuff coming too in the near future. John John the Wise at Gmail dot com. That's where you guys can send me your questions. And yeah, we would love to hear about, you know, hey, I got my campaign. I got these ideas. Help me. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we love talking about. So any of that, your campaign questions, player questions, player problems, GM problems, you know, we'd be happy to answer any of that stuff. All right, guys, uh, anything else you want to talk about, James, before we sign off? 
No, I think that's about all for me. Um, enjoy those, enjoy those DLCs. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Um, I'll see y'all next month. All right. Don't get ghosted like me. <laughs> don't, don't get ghosted. Don't get ghosted. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Roll the date path. Put it in the comments. I want to read it. Oh really yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear about your dates. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a- All right. Cheers. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Night City Council is adjourned. Adjourned. (laughs) Bye.